Number 73 of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological I, tour. I have to hate to interrupt you so early. <laughs> oh my god, already! <laughs> if, if that if, if that growl is the very first sound somebody hears starting our podcast, I don't know. We're getting any new listeners this week. Anyway. You know, if, this is, if this is your first week, yeah. <laughs> <Am I? laughs> that's that's absolutely a sound that you hear right as you swipe past a video. Just oh like, my god! And it, and you don't realize your sounds on, and you're in a public place. And you open TikTok on accident. It's like, <laughs> and everyone looks over, and they're. There. Yep. Anyway, this is a podcast. It's called the Infinite Bo- the Infinite Box Lag. <laughs> no, you've got me fucked up now. Well, now we're the Infinite Box Lag, and it's a chronological tour of the of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Andy, the Ultimate Woman of War, and with me are my co-hosts Shane, her crystalline length. I am the length that is crystalline. And Rory, the riddle of the Thunder Frog. <laughs> oh yes, uh, there we go. That that. <laughs> That tickles. It does tickle. Rory is like a riddle personified. As a frog. As a frog also. <laughs> frog sonified. Today, Ooh. we read some comics that feature Daredevil, Thor, and the X-Men, and they take us from April through July of 1986. We're finally into some new months. I do have bummers for you today. Let's get this going. Top Gun comes out in theaters. It's not a bummer, but it is noteworthy. Top Gun is out. So... Now everyone's thirsting after yeah, so the now, cruise. Now everybody's everybody's playing beach volleyball. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that it, it did actually have an influence on beach volleyball? I, Do you think? I'm sure a bunch oh, of people absolutely. played beach volleyball. <laughs> and short shorts and yeah. mustaches and as a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. The the permission to go to go even smaller on the shorts. Remember the eighties <laughs> was so they really loved seeing how small they could get shorts in a non sexy way. Yeah. They weren't. They we weren't. weren't. Sexy. It was like someone had made a mistake. <laughs> I've mistakenly. No, hang on a second. <laughs> they shrunk in the wash, and I'm wearing them because I don't own other ones. And now everyone's doing it. Much like how a steak isn't for a vegan, I would posit that <laughs> those shorts are not for you. Well, that's yeah, fair. Well... No, I meant I meant the general <laughs> sphere of like they were not. Uh, at least uh, it didn't uh, didn't appear, and I'm not talking about the movie where Tom Cruise is wearing shorty shorts. That right. those are those are somewhat sexualized. I'm just talking about people walking around in little yeah. ass shorts, and not. I don't know. Maybe they were trying to flaunt it, but it certainly seemed like they just given up on looking nice in short yeah. shorts and a crop top. Yeah. Well, okay, but 
But think about Tom Selleck in Magnum P.I. Oh, yeah, he's where the little ones. Yeah, but he's got so much sex appeal on top if you're interested in that sort of thing, right? He's got the mustache. He's got the hair. He's got the sort of rugged situation. Well, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that, you know, the nose of the snake just dipped out of his (laughs) dipped out the bottom of those shells and that rain shell, that little that neoprene, those neoprene shorts. (laughs) His neoprene <laughs> nose snake is very good. Snake nose, neoprene snake nose. <laughs> They're so small. It's like he's wearing his nephew's clothes. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like he's wearing his oh, kid's clothes because you had an oopsie. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> because your monster hog already thrashed through, <laughs> thrashed through the clothes you own. <laughs> it's, like, it's not my fault I hoke through every piece of... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, so this one's helpful from uh, from a question that we had on an earlier issue. Um, the during this time, the Rogers Commission report was released, which identified the causes of the Challenger disaster uh, and made recommendations about. Yeah, it was a screw, like, wasn't it? A couple, wasn't some screws? Basically, so here, yeah. this is what it, this is what it said in the article about the Rogers Commission report. It was a failure in the O-rings sealing the aft field joint on the right solid rocket booster, causing pressurized hot gases and eventually flame to blow by the O-ring and contact the adjacent external tank, causing structural failure. Same. Yeah. <laughs> blow by the O-ring is very I, relatable. Do some do some structural failure to my O-ring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just wanted to answer that because we we all sort of collectively had no idea. So anyway, it was the O-ring. I'm pretty sure I said I think it's screws. <laughs> yeah. And you're basically right, except it was rings, not screws. So. The rings, you screw the rings on. I don't know. I, I vaguely remember do. there was a dude who said he didn't think that the Challenger, that, that they were ready to launch. And they mm-hmm. said, don't worry about it, baby. It's just an O-ring. <laughs> don't worry about it, baby <laughs> imagine being that guy the next day and just walking around the office being like I fucking told you I fucking told you guys <laughs> yeah alright look we're gonna let Johnny O-Ring have his day but tomorrow we're gonna shut this thing down okay He's, he can't he can't do this forever He's just eating a donut, being like, I, I, just, I said like eight or nine times, you guys shouldn't shut or do it, and you fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a good one. Uh, this is this is this is one that I I obviously it these all still predate our births. Uh, which mine was in '88. We're still in '86, but everyone knows about Hands Across America. That was this time. People tried to form a human chain. From Long Beach to New York City, and they didn't quite. <laughs> didn't quite. <laughs> they forgot about Nebraska. Well, and I the think nine the issue there. I think the issue was that if they had all por- formed a, a better, straighter line, they had enough people to do it. But huh. it was not quite that simple, and they had Still to. Still, seems of like some people would have to take a long ass drive. Right. Uh, I think they connect. They did end up connecting everybody, but they had to use like essentially like long strings or ropes or whatever <laughs> to like bridge the gaps. 
So whatever. They made some kind of unbroken chain across the country and they raised millions of dollars to fight world hunger. So like something was accomplished, but it does still make me a little sad that they didn't quite exactly do the thing that they were trying to literally do, <laughs> uh, which is handing, holding hands across America. The name of your thing. It's true. Anyway, anyway. Is that like the next human centipede? Do you think they do a human centipede across America? Well, it's like it's like going out to me. Ugh, ugh. It took me a second to register. <laughs> it's like it's like going out to set a record for the world's largest pizza, and then you run out of sauce, and you're like, well, "That's still the world's largest bread," but you're like, "That's not that's not that's what we not want." Bread. It's not the same. All the signs yeah. say pizza. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Pizza Hut did that like literally last week, Rory. It's funny you say that. Oh, well, that's fun. Maybe I saw that. Maybe yeah, I'm just I'm like, a I'm like 90, I'm 90% positive that Pizza Hut made the world's largest pizza literally like last week. I'm well, imagining somebody already that did it. they used to do it all the time. Yeah. But back in the good I'm, old days. I'm having a <laughs> good America time now. Great. <laughs> imagining we make world's Shane. largest pizza every week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, I just like the idea that maybe Shane's got like a uh, like a news website he goes to, but he's configured the tabs to be like domestic, <laughs> pizza. international pizza, and you just have like a pizza news tracker that you check. You should have Google alerts for pizza news. I think that's totally reasonable. I think so too. I want to know when Totino's is on the move. You know, <laughs> what's Tony's doing? What is Tombstone going to put out any any new? Or are they just going to keep doing their their same thing with the plastic wrap and the cardboard? I just got to know. Ooh, I'd love to see some big moves from Tombstone. That would really Me shake too. <laughs> I love a Tombstone. I they actually were the do only too. sauces that I like. I, I hate like I order pizza without sauce a lot. Um, but because actually, you're like, you're uh, you're evil. Yeah. 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 And I I generally I, ge I genuinely like a Tombstone sauce. Um, also, I have posted in the chat the picture of the <laughs> largest pizza from six days ago. <laughs> Oh, have you? <laughs> Whoa! It's it's like it's, a, it's like the size of a of a of a fucking conference center ballroom. I don't understand yeah. how you bake it. How do you bake it? That's the question, right? These sun lamps. You just pe do people just walk around with like hair dryers and just kind of blast it? Do you just turn up the heat really high, really high and hope? I'd still eat it. No, you wouldn't. No, you yeah. wouldn't. This to be so part of history, Andy, you wouldn't eat one <laughs> little piece of possibly weird pizza. Well, well, you, who among you us hasn't get... eaten possibly weird pizza? <laughs> yes, you, you wouldn't get on all made... fours, Andy, and just put your face in the world's <laughs> largest pizza. <laughs> oh, it's getting better. It's getting more appealing by the moment. <laughs> they gotta lower you down, Mission Impossible style, to get a this single would, pepperoni. This would for sure, not be the first poorly cooked pizza you ate. <laughs> <laughs> you, you dog. <laughs> oh, I, I've been humbled. <laughs> I can sense it. Oh shit. Uh yeah, let's get let's get uh why don't why don't we put a lid on Frog Thor first, huh? Let's talk about that boy. That big six foot six fighting mad frog. Yeah, he doesn't fight. It's awful. I know. It's too bad. The cover promises a lot. 
It says, the cover literally says, what do you call a six foot six fighting mad frog? And then at the bottom it says, answer inside. Like a fucking joke book? Yeah. Yeah, you call him the frog of thunder. Yeah, they do call him the frog of thunder. It's very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure, Shane. It's very funny. I do you guys think a six foot six frog is scary? I do. Yeah. yeah. I um, do. How, how many times do you think? Um, I think a six foot six person is scary. <laughs> how many times do you think they've used the sort of the the loose framework of Loki trying to use Airbud rules to become king, like to like loophole his way through monarchies? <laughs> It feels like that comes up a lot. And it's and again, it's not nearly as fun on the page as they set it up. They set it up to be like it's some sort of grand, you know, political espionage. Yeah. Uh Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy situation. <laughs> it's just Tinker Taylor not. Soldier they Frog. They just say it and nowhere in the it doesn't the rules, it doesn't say a frog can't be Thor, and you're just <laughs> and then leave <laughs> and then leave that hanging there, unaddressed and unexplored. And then we spend time with as guardians doing nothing. So many pages. Yeah. Volstag walking around this little girl, which is okay. a cute little. It's a cute. It's, it's cute. a cute frame. But once we see it, we don't need more page space for it. Right. No. We've seen it. Yeah. We've got the image of him with his little daughter. She sits in his belly and like he's a mech warrior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I think they've started drawing Volstag bigger and bigger. He... Yeah, I'm sure he's growing. He's crying. <laughs> somebody's gotta. Somebody's gotta. He's this. Take a he's look like at flanderizing him. like an Akira monster. Yes, he absolutely is. He's almost spherical, like a beach ball, and he's got a <laughs> harness because his daughter's like sick from being too close to Loki's evil machine or Surtur's sword or something. She's sick, and he's got her like in a little harness on his belly, and yeah. he's big, big daddy. He's big daddy, and it is a fun visual. Um. But you're right. It's not it's not interesting for more than a page or two. So I don't know it. And then the, he's and then Thor's not a frog for even the entire issue. I uh, know. Is mostly when I started skimming is the second he stopped being a frog. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you have betrayed me again, Thor. Uh, and I hate it. Yeah. No, I full I fully agree. Um. The long and the short of it is that as soon as as soon as Volstag like bumbles into and accidentally destroys Loki's machine, he no longer has the uh, the evil power to sustain. You know what I think Thor Frog Thor. Yeah, you know what I think Thor like all of this, all of the the sort of monarchy intrigue. You know what I think that I think the core premise fuck up and why it's so bad and uninteresting every time is that. If you look at any other sort of political intrigue in a in a aristocracy or monarchy or whatever, um, you can't just have a mustache villain and everybody else is nice. They all have to be backstabbing ghouls constantly. Right. That's it's the same the problem is. that the uh, that at least so far that the uh, the Inhumans have had where it's like, look at all these noble dudes and Maximus. He's <laughs> the evil twisted brother of the king. How do we not see it coming every time? Mm-hmm. It's always Maximus. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's not, it's not interesting. I, I don't it's understand bad. why they let Loki it, in the room. I think that, yeah, it, oh, the, yes, it's, it's, um, it's for sure unbelievable, but it's also uninteresting. 
mm-hmm. and I and I hate how much time they spend to the political subterfuge of just Loki being a snake in the grass and everybody else being a fine chill dude. Like, where's where are where are the other characters who are compromised morally in this mm-hmm. situation? It just it's awful, and I hate Loki. And I I'm sorry, <laughs> I hate Thor the comic book right now. Yeah, yeah, and have historically also hated it. I but liked. I think- the time that we spent with him and the other frogs and the rats measurably more than this last oh, issue. Oh, much more. Yeah. I still kind of feel like they went straight back to doing Thor business as usual, which annoyed yep. me. Yes. But it's a little bit more funny when he's like a frog man <laughs> trying to get. The- <laughs> what wouldn't be? What wouldn't be a little more funny? <laughs> it's just a little bit more funny. I don't know, Shane, you got any thoughts? Any hot takes? I mean, I don't really have any hot takes. I think it's fucking dumb, and it's like one of the yeah. worst comics I've ever read in my life. Thank you. Um, okay, we're all on the same page. Yeah, no, I Thor is terrible. It's very bad. <laughs> it's it's so... It, I, I don't understand how he made it so far and got his whole arm up inside of the cannon's asshole. Like, I don't understand why... He's in all of the major media these days. From well, this, I don't. Oh, they get got it. a Hemsworth. I don't get it. They did get a Hemsworth, but you know, the first two Thor movies were dogs. But you had but, a, okay, you had a Hemsworth, like, and you just went for it. But even with without that stuff, like where it starts from, I would never look at any of this media and go, mm, "I could make a movie." I think this. somewhere around the two thousands, Thor gets good. Is that yeah? Is that ringing a bell, I Andy? I don't know because I've never really had much of an interest in reading <laughs> Thor. But Jason Aaron took a turn on it, and I he's mm-hmm. he's a guy I like. You know, I think I think what's tough is that we are the age we are, and we <laughs> we know better. I guess I I don't mean to sound like elitist about anything, but like back in the eighties, unless you were reading Daredevil and you were on board with that, like. Slim Pickens, maybe a little bit. If you grew up slim on seventies and sixties comics, so I'll you give have you a different. The Pickens are slim, but the, um, I think the Keystone media that we use as a barometer for whether a comic is good or not were all penned in the eighties. Yeah, um, yeah. We we still don't. There there's been great things that have come out since, but nobody talks about them as these like pinnacles of what of what the medium can create they've just been usually like really good stories that are fun to like that not fun in a discriminatory way just like they have not changed the world of the medium the way the 80s did Mm -hmm. right well and imagine if you will uh several months from where we're at or maybe already i don't know i don't remember exactly the time frame both Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen will be coming out, and yeah. this is happening. Like, yeah. what a bad contemporary. Like, it's just, yeah. I don't know. And people love, I mean, for people who like Thor, they all point at Simons and Thor with, like, some sort of extremely rose-colored glasses. And I wonder if it's just that they're really into Norse shit and they kind of love that stuff could like, be, I don't, could yeah, be they're, that they're 40 they're 45 year old bald men with beards like 100 <laughs> but so th- with the emergence of new media in the 1980s like you literally mm-hmm. just said top gun came out yeah. right we have things like fucking star wars now you're gonna you're gonna look at something like this comic book and tell me that it's it's star wars level 
You, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna like look at this and be like, oh yeah, this totally went up against Top Gun, and you know, like eighty percent of the boys <laughs> are reading this instead of going to see that fucking movie where they're blowing up people on planes. Like, no. Yeah, if I walk out of Top Gun and I'm 13 and I go to the comic store and I pick this up off the shelf, I just don't know what I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that's but so that's what I'm saying is a, a lot of the people who. And correct me if I'm wrong, are reviewing like comic books and own a comic book store these days and mm-hmm. are still talking lovingly about these comics are 10, 15 years our senior, right? Yeah, absolutely. And they're so Gen like they, they, they are Gen they, X. They ha- yeah, they're Gen X. And they have like this weird affinity for things that are aren't good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I don't I don't understand. Like it no, wasn't fully... it wasn't because was because it's harder to like for them to turn a critical eye because it it you couldn't be a geek back then is that why? Maybe was maybe a little cool? bit of that. And, I think and so. obviously I'm no stranger to being way too much of a champion of things that I enjoyed when I was younger and didn't know better. I Yeah, that's hold a true. flame. I hold a flame for Sonic the Hedgehog and he continues to disappoint me but I still go back. <laughs> you know. One day Sonic. <laughs> One day you'll you'll be what I thought you were the whole so, time. There, there have been things, there have been properties um, that I stayed well past the when the meat was done cooking, just kept, mm-hmm. and you just keep going with the ride because you're like, I've sunk so much time into this, and if I walk away from, if I walk away from it now, I can't even eat the blackened <laughs> husk of whatever remains at the end. Like how I watched every season of Arrow. Yeah, you have to. Oh. You have to. You oh have to God. get your food. You you spent so long cooking. Yeah, you're starving, and yeah. you're gonna eat this ruined, wretched meal, <laughs> and just weep, weep through the crust. Oh God! <laughs> weep through the crust is the name of this week. Um. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm afraid. That's why I'm afraid to watch One Piece. Like, oh my god, can I, you imagine the yeah, People say it fallacy? keeps getting better, but as that's, someone who has watched all of Naruto twice, I can't I can't <laughs> even imagine. I yeah, it's it's far too long for me if it if it was even my vibe, but by all accounts, if you had tried it at the beginning and didn't like it, supposedly it just keeps getting better. It's right, more or less supposedly. Still in its prime or close to it or like the prime wasn't that long ago? Right. I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's still like I mean, I think the I think the manga is like thousands of it's thousands in, right? Thousands yeah. of chapters well, the, in. The 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 anime is like a thousand episodes in, right? Oof. Yeah. Well, I think they I think they're more or less concurrent. They're point. yeah, they're not super far behind. I don't think they yeah. keep, they just keep going. They just keep moving that train, and the and it's the just anime pirates just eating fruit is slow, <laughs> so that they this. never catch up. Yeah. It's just pirates <laughs> eating fruit. Yeah, we know One Piece. We've all seen it. <laughs> And it's just pirates eating fruit. You it's heard it here first. It's eating fruit and it's boobies. Those are the two things. Yeah. Boobies. Are there a lot of, so anyway, lot of tits in One Piece? Yeah. No, well, I thought it was a I thought it was a kids show. Well, okay. Kids but... just have boobs. Nice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I watch Blue's Clues for all the <laughs> for all the adult nudity. Bo- in it. Boobs clubs. <laughs> I hope the clue is boobs this week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, we don't understand why people like Thor. We're going to go away from Thor for a while and come back after a long palate cleanse and see if it's gotten any better. We'll just keep kind of doing a little stick a fork in it 
thing over the course of the podcast. And if it's good, it's good. And it probably won't be. So yeah. we're done with Thor for now. I think I've we'll successfully... Know, we'll know the first like 10 pages. Yep. Are you saying we're, first, like, 10 pages do you think we're done. too far into Thor that we can't walk away, that we have to eat the charred ruins <laughs> of whatever remains? No, no. I'm telling you, I'm looking at you in the eyes and I'm telling you, we're not reading another Thor issue until the 90s. So, you yes. heard it here first, folks. Andy <laughs> lied to us once again. <laughs> I didn't lie. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. It's in been two a, months. Been a... In two months, he'll be like, I just saw this on a list and I just thought we should just peek at it just one time. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> You know, be, be be more committed to your word. <laughs> That's so intense. <laughs> Rory. Uh. <laughs> okay, speaking of sticking a fork in, uh, as we frequently do for X-Men, we've done it once again this week. Uh, I, I did find this on a list, but it was a while ago. This has been on my list for a long time. We're just doing a one-issue drop-in into an Uncanny X-Men 205. Uh, to read a single issue Wolverine thing that apparently the internet liked, and it's good. Uh, I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah, the birth of Lady Deathstrike. Um, there's this other girl who's part of a different team. I don't know if that's been going on or if they've invented this. Oh, you mean the Power the Pack? X-Men. The Power Pack. Yeah, there. I'm not familiar with them. Yeah, yeah she's we, Power Pack girl. I, I opted not to have us read Power Pack. <laughs> it's like little kids with superpowers. They yeah. stick around for a while. I don't know. It. Is she, the is idea she not of, a mutant? Don't know. I'm not up on Power Pack. Here, let me Google it. Power Pack. Power she does pack. a thing. Her her power doesn't seem mutanty, but you never know. No, it doesn't. Um. Okay. Power Pack. Earth six six sixteen members. We've got Energizer. Okay. So there's Energizer. Um. Yeah. She first appeared in Power Pack number one, May 1984. So we're a couple years past her initial intro. Um. The youngest child of Dr. James Power. Yeah, it felt <laughs> it felt very like, you know, uh, Johnny Quest to me a little bit. Okay. Um, and just like a bunch of kids. I don't know. I was just not that interested in little kids, especially with 80s writers. I was like, I don't yeah. know. Um, I mean, I Go know that they now. stick around and they are at least somewhat relevant. What does it say she is? Uh, physical characteristics. Where would it say she's a mutant? It says she's a human mutate. Yeah, uh, maybe I don't. Mutate? That's got to be that's got to be different. Like maybe she's maybe that's a gamma radiation thing or whatever. Ah, a mutate is a being who acquired a physical characteristic through exposure to one or more mutagenic agents like chemicals or radiation. Right. So yeah. Okay. So she's not like a mutant a like the Hulk or Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, it's basically Wolverine uh, and Energizer. And uh, they get attacked by Lady Deathstrike in a big snowstorm. And I kind of liked the art. I thought it was interesting. Like, there's a lot of colors yeah. and it's very busy. Uh, it's a little bit like looking in at, uh, it's like looking at the at Starry Night, but like zoomed in really far constantly. Just like way too many dots everywhere. But I, yeah. I did I did enjoy sort of like staring at this one. I, 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 I turned the pages slower than I normally do because I was kind of, you know, they uh, they the milked it, and this is sort of you know a constant complaint uh, of mine and of the of the era of I think mm-hmm. too much text on the page. Yeah. Um, no, but granted, here's the thing: text slows the eye down. Like if this was if this was almost 
textless. Like it could have been. It could have been with significantly less dialogue, right? Yeah. Um, you'd you'd finish it in five minutes, and it might not have the same experience. So sometimes it's kind of one of those things where you need you need the words to sort of keep the eye moving at a, at the pace mm-hmm. you're trying to move the story at. Yeah, uh, which is an it's just interesting. It's an interesting problem. Some people solve this with like a shitload of little images to you know trace around, mm-hmm. um, or you jumble up the panels so that you have to work to kind of find right. the order to read yep. them. Um, the easiest thing is just to put dialogue on top of it, and that's what the eighties has always done, or the sixties, seventies, eighties. That just fill yeah. fill her up, fill her up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and apparently Lady Deathstrike has been around a little bit before this, but. She is now the thing that we know her to be in this day and age, which is the cyborg with the nasty bone fingers. <laughs> um, yeah, she basically just like makes a deal with some spooky lady named Spiral, and she's like, "Hey, cyborg me up," and they're like, "I right, let's do it." And they put a bunch of tubes and nasty wires and shit in her, and they give her bone fingers. She's got spooky fingers, and I like her. Uh, um, her design. There's an interesting thing here. I'm curious to I'm curious to know more about her story and if this. I know it doesn't resolve the way we want or, or the mm-hmm. way I want it from this text. Um, mm-hmm. And this, that will make sense as I finish my sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this issue, there seems to be some sort of contract between them where Lady Deathstrike gets to go back to being a human like she wants to. Um, right. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, like, it's totally reversible. Yeah. It was Oh, so maybe that you think that was just a hoodwink. It feels like a hoodwink to me. I thought that maybe yeah. she... I thought that that so I would be curious if she's like trying to pursue a return to humanity at the same time as her vengeance with Wolverine. It's just a more complex yeah, that's interesting. character that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know her mostly from a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit later in her history. Um, I think she sort of reduces to a bit of a one note scary monster. Yeah, they I mean, she is a scary monster and they just kind of they just kind of write her like one. I think they. I think they stylize her a little bit. She feels very, I don't know, there's something really weirdly I mean, she's specific. cool. She's a cool, specific, scary monster. But I, I haven't seen them take her in a sort of anti-hero sort of way. And mm-hmm. the person I saw here uh, was kind of an anti-hero. She's not a great person, but she's not a take-over-the-world villain. She has right. an enemy. And yeah. when she's done, she wants to walk away. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know how you can get all those tubes in you and think that you're going to go back to normal. I don't know. It's the same magic that turned her into a turned her into a bone witch. I think you could. T- <laughs> I want a I, bone witch, please. <laughs> the 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 panels where she's like fighting Wolverine and her her spooky hands are all like long and spindly. Yeah, it's really intense. Um, but also, isn't isn't Yuriko like the assassin lady? That was that Yukio. He, oh, that's Yukio. I was confused yeah. about that because there was, you know, there's a a history there that we haven't read. Right. Um, specifically, you know. Um, yeah, this is a different woman, but but, but yeah, she is Japanese and an mm-hmm. assassin. So it's a reasonable mistake. Yeah, it's a well they return to. I think I first saw Lady Deathstrike on trading cards in the late 90s. Because you know how they had, like, Marvel trading cards? Um, Remember when trading cards were a thing? Uh Uh-huh, when everybody thought that they could just do it, they could make cards. They could just have images on cards. cards. 
Yeah. Yeah. Magic did it. It's just a picture and some well, words. We can all well, I feel have like, them. Like magic, sure, but I feel like they were chasing tops more than anything in some degree. Uh, I right? think it's like, sort of there, there's there's a degree to which you're totally right that um they were more like baseball cards than magic cards. You have that Lady um, Deathstrike rookie card. But um <laughs> it was a significant noticeable resurgence of people just making cards yeah. after Magic <clears throat> the Gathering Pot. Yeah. There Either was games or collectibles game. or whatever. There there There's was a, like a, an X-Men card game. Yeah, I I feel like yeah. that was early 2000s. I'm not sure. But yeah, I know what you mean. And there was definitely there was a the Star Wars. People like the that Star one. Wars one. I didn't yeah. know Star anybody game, who played the, the it. I knew a lot of people. Game. I knew a lot of people with Star Wars cards, and I didn't know anybody who knew how to play. Exactly. I've never. I never saw anyone playing it. But I had a couple friends in middle school who would show me their collection of cards, and I'd be like, "Oh, sick! Look at that probe droid card or whatever." <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know. Lady Deathstrike. Eh. This was a cool issue, though. I liked it, and I have to. Yeah. I have to talk about one thing. Above anything else, which is you're at into the fingers end. Fingers now. Now you're well, a fingers guy. Yeah, I'm really into fingers now. Finger stuff. <laughs> bring it. No. So at the end, she begs him to kill her. She's like, "Show me mercy. Let me free." And he goes, "Oh, yeah. it." And he retracts his claws. And you all may know that when his claws come out, it makes the sound snicked. I did not know that when he retracts them, it goes snacked <laughs> because it just is the is it snicked snacked? Is that what we're doing? Snacked I think they go I back think in. I, I have never tracked the history of the snick snack. <laughs> um, I don't know how often we see a sound effect in the comics for retracting, but I think it's more of a I think it's usually a shink, like a little you know okay. sword sheet okay. sword sword sheathing. Noise, yeah. I just but coming out is, really is, is the snack. Fucking caught me. I just couldn't deal with that. That was amazing. <laughs> I find it interesting. It's an interesting thing that he does here because Logan is sort of historically. I think I've been calling things historic quite a lot mm, this episode. Mm. <laughs> uh, but traditionally, in the past, you know, other words <laughs> for for this same uh, setup. Yeah, um, he's kind of the guy who will kill. Right. Yeah, totally, when other totally. people are, are sort of wishy-washy on the topic. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea that he could potentially kill this uh, this murder monster uh, who presumably because she wants to die can cannot die on her own. She's cursed mm -hmm. with immortality the same as he is, is sort of my impression. Yeah, maybe the maybe the cyborg shit's keeping her alive. That's Ooh, sort of the yeah. vibe I get is that she's now deathless as, as with him. Mm -hmm. And... It's interesting that he chose, it seems much worse to his philosophy to choose to leave somebody to live, uh, cursed with immortality forever like he is. Mm -hmm. um, it also opens up, a, you know, that's sort of some old man Logan space where they're just the only two people left. And right. What goes on, What's going on there? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. We did some Wolverine. We popped in on a, on a death strike. Wolverine. We did a little Wolvies. And the rest of what we read was four issues of Daredevil doing the born again shit. I was happy to get some uninterrupted time with this story. Yeah. It it's a dope. little it's a little better than reading it like one issue a week. You know what For I sure. mean? Um and this was dope. This is really this is really good. I I was I was doing like the holy shit 
page, got to turn the page, got to find out what's what's next kind of vibes, which is, I don't know, rare on this podcast so far. And uh, yeah, I was really into it. And it's and it's interesting to me. I know, Shane, you haven't watched the Marvel or the Netflix show of Daredevil, but Mm -hmm. a good chunk of like elements in the in the stuff that we read was used in that show. Oh. Um, yeah, like uh like they they bring in Nuke. Uh though technically they bring Nuke in in Jessica Jones's show. Um they bring in the idea that he like gets someone to like he gets a, a copy of his suit of Daredevil's Daredevil suit made and has some asshole run around in it like that's like a plot point that they use um oh that confused me actually so that's not nuke in the suit because it seemed right. like he was defeated fairly easily no it's some random psychopath he found in the okay jail. okay um and in the show they made it bullseye uh oh which sure is sure sure super uh, awful but um <laughs> was so was he all was he the the nurse either or was that some other plant that he found what part what are you thinking what were you asking um, remember that there's these characters around the, um, the around story Benier, right? that, 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 yeah, and, uh, and that are, uh, working for Kingpin and doesn't at, at the end of what I read, it looked like the nurse, uh, tried to kill or did kill the, the cop that was in the hospital. Oh, so, so it was the, so where did, oh, hold on. Did you read? Where did where did you is that where you stopped? No, I read um, the issues we read. I'm ninety nine percent sure. But uh, what I I just what I'm talking about is I was unclear whether I didn't realize these were random people Nuke hired. I somehow missed that. Oh no, I, I think they're I think they're all they're all king they're all people. kingpin people. Okay. The nurse the nurse is a kingpin hire. The random janitor that threatens yeah, yeah, Ben Urich yeah. at uh, at 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 the Daily Bugle is right, one so of what Kingpin's. did Nuke do? Well, at the end, Nuke shows up. He finally shows up and to to smoke Matt out of hiding. Uh, uh, Kingpin has gotten Nuke to essentially just open fire on Hell's Kitchen and just cause mayhem. Yeah. Okay. It That's, sounds like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's not really a. Uh, maybe to be fair, he's not built up so much. It's only one panel that mm-hmm. Kingpin describes Nuke and how nobody's been crazy enough to use him domestically yet. But <laughs> right. <laughs> I was sort of expecting more than just a gun thug. But, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, maybe a, reading reading well, into it too American far. American flag. He has an American flag painted on his face, Rory. Like that's yeah. a character. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. What's fun about him and is perhaps I guess this is his first appearance in comics, and. Nuke is Nuke is very spooky. He's very patriotic. Uh, and what is maybe a little too cute for me is that the like experimental pills he uses to go nuts and go ham are oh, colored red, red, red white, and blue. And blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's cute. He, he takes he's like, give me a red. Give me a blue. Give me a white. Uh, and I guess they all do different things, though. It's not explained yet. But uh, it's a little too cute for me. Um it's a bit on the nose of like, yeah, I I get it. We're, <laughs> we're criticizing the, you know, the military industrial complex here. <laughs> you don't have to do this like this. <laughs> yeah, fair, 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 fair. Okay. Yeah, I guess I, I misread what his role was. Um, 
substantially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, no, it was confusing. I will grant yeah. you that because as soon as he's he like goes from talking about like hiring Nuke to getting some other scary guy into yeah. the costume. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird. Um, in general, I think what's coolest about these issues that we read is the stuff with Ben Urich because. You know, Ben knows that that Matt is Daredevil, and he's convinced that Matt's still alive. Uh, and he's been running down the story of the frame up job that uh, that Kingpin did on Matt. And as he gets closer to the truth, Kingpin just starts doing the most brutal like tactics to get him to stop, including like just just full on like murdering people in front of him. Like he gets a call from someone who's gonna give him some information, and King and the the like nurse that works for Kingpin is like strangling the guy while he makes Ben listen on the phone. Mm-hmm. And like, we just like have all these panels just zooming in on Ben's face as he just like, it looks like he's losing 30 years of his life as he sits here on the phone, listening to a man die. It's like really upsetting and powerful. Um, And, and it's cool to see Ben like give up and then like get the stones back and follow the story. Yeah. You know what else um, is interesting is that, um, and we've actually seen. I think we, I think this has come up in Spider Man as well, um, where especially in Spider Man, where Jay Jonah can be a bit of a goofball <laughs> character, mm-hmm. um, both literally like when he you know tried to build a scorpion and <laughs> turn his and turn his moon son into a superhero. Um, <laughs> um, he also his sort of obsession with with Spider Man is is silly. It's cartoonish, and that's fine. Um, his relationship with Ben Urich, though, is significantly more interesting, and he's yeah. really frequently being a very cool character, a very like um, morally righteous and and willing to you know willing to go where it goes. He's not there telling Ben, you know, we we our investors will hate this. Right? You no, know, he's frequently the opposite. Yeah, um, and and he fun. has that scene. He's got that scene with Ben. In the intense, like, noir lighting through the blinds. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where he's like, I, hi- I hired you to fucking report on stories. You're getting scared. It's bullshit that you're scared. I need you to get back on this. Like, otherwise, just, like, leave. Like, do- like what are you doing? It's really <laughs> it's really interesting. And as soon as Ben walks out, you know, shell-shocked, then that janitor that works for Kingpin he's is there going, janitor. that's right, remember, the Kingpin's always watching you, Ben. You, right. have, you have so many more fingers to break. <laughs> Let me say something about how many fingers you've got. Yeah, he oh, goes, you got five yeah. more fingers. <laughs> yeah, because they bust his fingers. Oh, my God, they're like, the nurse is like, she's like, every time you speak the name Matthew Murdoch, you'll lose the use of your fingers. Ugh! So spooky. They, I don't know. Frank Miller does a good a, job of writing a he- very this spooky a, this shit. This has been a fingery, a fingery week <laughs> in, in 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 Backlog Town. <laughs> it was a week of many fingers. It w- <laughs> Thor had those Jan- frog fingers. January twenty sixth was a fingery week in Infinite Backlog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The rain was coming down like. Fingers. Like fingers. <laughs> it's like oh. that part that part when all the rain comes down and washes the spider away. <laughs> like uh, like the it's devil's a spider. Like the devil's fingers. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot there's a lot else going on in these issues too. We've got Karen Page coming back, uh trying to trying to get to Matt and like 
find him and help him and having to like sleep with a really awesome uh, awesome <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> sleep cool, with a really <laughs> awful dude he's not awesome his name is Paolo yeah, and he's nasty is a really awesome guy <laughs> he well, gives her he gives her heroin and makes him makes her sleep with him so that he'll give her a ride to America yeah yeah a um, lot of what he does with slash to her is somewhat subtextual but yes. Miller go Miller lays out quite a bit uh without saying the words of yep. exactly what's going down which is yep. gross and um i think well crafted if yeah if it is else to like um you know not you know he he has gone that he's gone far before right with like mm-hmm. uh he's not he's not opposed to seeing electra like strangled with that cord right right like really brutal shit mm-hmm. um so we know he can be just a full, a full, uh, you know, lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. There, this this thing with with Karen Page still felt pretty yucky. Yeah, uh, of course it's supposed to not. It's supposed to feel yucky, but um, I wasn't sure how well it had aged. Still felt a little bit kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lurid. Lurid. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, and then she finds Matt and, you know, oh, Matt, and we're in his arms again. But he's like, you know, he he's taken care of her. It seems like they're, you know, making out like, I don't know, like they're, I don't know, are they together again? It's hard to say. Foggy is having a, a time off with Matt's old girlfriend and taking a new job. That what it's I don't really know how to feel about what they're doing with Foggy right now. Obviously, he doesn't know Matt's daredevil, but like. He seems like he's not really all that bothered by Matt being missing for like well, two weeks. Well, they had that even, whole falling out. I, I yeah. get it. Yeah, he should be a little more a little more worried. Um, that's what you want, right? Um, I think it's doing two things. It is sort of re-highlighting how Matt had, you know, broken his life, and yep, yep. some of that was Kingpin's plan. Some of that was just Matt not being cool. Um, and yeah. he represents uh, some, you know, uh. A a a avoid of uh, uh, the the person Matt Murdock could be with the girl at the job mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. life together, um, and it's it's powerful seeing these two images next to each other, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, that job that Foggy took is at Kingpin's place. Is it? Well, See, I didn't. Dad's I didn't, company. No, it's like at Fisk Tower. Yeah, I didn't oh. clock that. That's too, that's that's upsetting. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm gonna double check it, but well, hopefully, I mean, if that's true, Isn't that'll. Is his dad's a powerful lawyer, right? Am I making that up? I Isn't don't know. He... I think he is. I'm I googling it. Googling it. I'm googling it. Uh, Foggy Nelson. We'll 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 cut this. Foggy Nelson. Dad is Edward Nelson. And no, he's barely in the comic at all. Oh, but he didn't say he's not a lawyer. I didn't say he's not a lawyer. He's appeared three times in all comics. Okay, fair enough. That's weird. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. It's a fucking, it's fucking good. Um, I think we're finishing up, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we have one more issue uh, to read next time. Mm-hmm. Um. 
but we we won't be leaving Frank Miller forever because we're immediately jumping into his uh, his Electra limited series um, as well. And uh, while I'm giving a preview of next week, uh, <laughs> we're we're also starting for better or for worse. We're going to read a couple issues of Star Brand. What? <laughs> I'm what so scared. I what don't that? know. <laughs> what? Andrew, you he's, can't... A, he's a cosmic hero. He's got the power of the star brand. I've seen him in modern comics oh. before. He seems very strange. The comic looks super dated, and I'm excited to hear how much you hate it. But in the meantime, he, he has a star shaped. He has a star shaped scar. That's a superpower. Oh, I, if only, if only. Uh, no, look, that's that's next issue's problem. Right now, we've got to do what we've got to do. A lurid little segment of our own. Hello! Hello and welcome. Welcome to this week's A Fuck, A Mary Kill. Where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> what, is this, what is this radio cadence you're, you're adopting here? I don't know. Here? I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Go with um, it, Andy. Just, just live one your life, is... The one. Hello, everyone. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pretend you didn't like it. I know you liked I it. I did. It's why I'm commenting on it. Okay. So I feel like last week we talked about Froggy Thor, but as a tiny frog. Possibly. There <laughs> so you go. Hunk, hunk frog. We got to talk about six foot six frog Thor this week. Yeah, he's got a lot more meat on the bones. He's got so much more meat on his bones. We also have to talk about meat. Lady Deathstrike. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Spooky Death Strike. Yeah. She's got a lot of yeah. bone in her finger. She has a lot of bone in her fingers and we have to talk about Nuke. We can't we cannot mm-hmm. have a fuck Mary kill go by and we cannot put this walking breathing patriot mm-hmm. man we can't ignore him. We ha- he has to be on the list. Can I ask you a question right now? Yeah. I don't mean to put you on blast at all, but as a person who I'm pretty sure has admitted to me in the past that they're kind of into the military <laughs> vibe, are you about to marry or fuck Nuke? I don't know. We're about to find out. Together. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part of the game. <laughs> this, is, this, is the, this is the part of the game. Andrew. This is how this great. game goes. I, first off, I don't have to tell you my picks. First, the, I'm you know so the sorry, rules. sir. The rules are the that format. you you and Rory pick first. <laughs> Lay right? yourselves bare. And then I I sweep up the stage with my little broom, all right? And I put the pieces back together to smash them again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, uh, I don't know if I can kill Nuke. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's uh, possible. He's very scary, but he so is, is a six scary. foot six frog Thor. Did Rambo come out by this point? Have we talked about this? I have to imagine Rambo's out, or if not he's now, a, like nearby. Uh, yeah, he's, me, a, uh, he's a Rambo char- character. Rambo. Is, do you guys remember when Rocky is? Rocky's early. I don't. Uh, I'm yeah, thinking I Rambo mean, like, is not out yet. Maybe 86, 87. Rambo, oh, this is 86. No, Ram- First Blood was 82. Ooh. So. I went there. I was thinking eighty-two, low-key real. Um, but I thought that uh, I thought <laughs> low-key uh, real, low-key real. Um, I thought <laughs> Rocky was later. Is it seventy-nine? Is Rocky seventy-nine? Uh, hmm, let's find out. 
Uh, Rocky is seventy six. Oh shit! Fuck. What? I'm all I'm all over the place. Damn, Stallone's already like entrenched by this point. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't really disparate events and placing them on a timeline is one of the worst things I've ever like. I'm I, I'm terrible at it. I was always bad at history class. I've never been good oh, at. Oh, like, I can't do it with all things. I'm pretty good with movies. Yeah, I'm never good with movies. I maybe get a well, decade. Specifically historically relevant movies. Mm-hmm. So, if you ask yeah. me to place, I don't know. I can't think of a movie I don't know. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, well, both Rambo and Rocky have come out by this point. So Nuke has, you know, the DNA in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. All right. What was the third one after Frogthor and Nuke? It was... Lady Deathstrike. Lady Lady D. Lady D.S. I will not shy away from telling you that women who are a little scary and maybe should make me worried are attracted to me. Just say it's the fingers. Just say it's all about the fingers. <laughs> no, I, need a, I, need, I need a clean take of Andy saying it's all about the fingers. <laughs> Andy, Andy wants to be her little shishka bandy. <laughs> yeah, little bandy. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Stick me with your fingers. Say I'm done. Uh... Fillet me like a salmon. Yeah, put me I in your have grill. to. I have to have. <laughs> I have to have one night with Lady Deathstrike. We're gonna leave it at that. Okay? okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We're just gonna leave it there. Yeah. She can give you a haircut while you're going too. <laughs> snip, snip, snip. Uh, but I, I think the Mary. I think the Mary for me is gonna be Frog Thor. Okay. Now I want you to imagine just, mm-hmm. just, just with me. For the rest of your life, waking up next to an American flag, you no, you have, <laughs> no, you have to feed a six foot six frog. Do you have to for the feed rest like of your a, life? Like a lot of flies. But a Keeps frogs the house eat, clean. Frogs eat lot other things that aren't fry aren't flies. Like <laughs> like what? Like other insects and sometimes smaller animals. Oh. Well, maybe so, he'll eat. Maybe he'll eat. You know, people food then. Mice. Yeah, mice. yeah, or mice. I agree with Rory. He'll keep the house really nice and 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 laughs free. Oh, but of course, if he eats your spiders, then he's maybe doing more harm than good. Yeah. I was gonna marry the frogman, but he eats my spiders, so I said <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's done. I, my frog husband, leave my frog husband and I alone. We just want to be in peace. Does he choke you with his tongue? Mm. We didn't talk about that big old tongue. We in bed. Old, we've tried that it. That big sloppy tongue, Andy. <laughs> I'm open to trying it. Okay, all right. And that, and and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> And I kill Nuke because he's so worrisome. <laughs> Rory, what do he's you do? He's real. He's really problematic. But I hadn't, uh, I hadn't drawn any uh, parallels between him and Sylvester Stallone. Who, uh, um, uh, 
I can't do it now. Now I cannot. You can't ice slide? You can't? <laughs> so you gonna fuck him? You think you gotta? I think you've gotta. Okay. In this situation, I can't. Okay. I can't deprive the world of more Rockies. In so in my brain, he's less. He's less um, Stallone, and he's more like Jean Claude. Oh well, he can die for sure. Yeah, he feels more Jean Claude to me. Well, he's a foreigner though, not an American guy, right? <laughs> Pretty, he's no, German, but I right? like I like this answer though. I like you saying that because because we've been talking about Sylvester Stallone, you gotta. Yeah, you have a you frame know. of reference for a military hunk now. You you gotta let the you gotta let the hunk smash. And also, you know, do you think do you think before he finishes he says, God bless America? Or, <laughs> or do you have to say the Pledge of Allegiance while he's doing it? He says I support oh, the troops. Oh, oh. Does he do you ask think- you to pledge the allegiance to the flag and he points at his face? Maybe he does that with his tongue. He does the Pledge does, of Allegiance. Does he like, does he, does he, oh my God. Oh no. He just punches you and says, you better not fucking kneel. Oh yeah, don't kneel during my football, you old bitch. Oh no. <laughs> I'm screaming. Oh. <laughs> I can't. Um, then I will marry Lady Deathstrike. Um, the guy's an eternity with the finger bone. An eternity with the finger girl. I I sung her praises pretty well this week. I liked her. Yeah. I like that she's she's uh, half man, half machine. Yeah. Yep. She's multifaceted. Mm-hmm. She's partly metal, partly real. I like that she <laughs> leaves the business. I like that she leaves the business once she's yeah. done with her once she's done with her single kill, right? Yeah, she Presumably. leaves the business to give Rory the business to give yeah. me the business. It, although, she... to be fair, her her one kill is the one person in the world you can't kill. Like that's just <laughs> so it's just... <laughs> it's a bit of a loophole. She's like, I'm gonna be evil as, until just until I kill this one guy. Until Wolverine dies. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. Right. Oh, it's it's so annoying. I can't kill this guy. I guess I gotta just keep doing yeah. it. And I have no problem saying uh, Frog Thor was probably my biggest disappointment with thor this was yeah this was a slam dunk of two feet off the ground and they still dropped the ball and i'm not happy about it yeah. this should have been the best two issues of thor ever penned and it wasn't <laughs> it so bad i kill him too yeah and they made a they made a in the, in the loki show there's a in season one, oh yeah a little Easter egg for Frog Thor. Um, so people still remember it fondly, but they remember a lot of things fondly that we've found are, if are trash. Just, so. It started if you, fine. Look, if, if you, if, in your fine. mind, if you just remember the premise that for a little while Frog was a Thor, or, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He did right. Uh, that's funny. That's a good <laughs> memory to have, that there was a time that, Thor was a funny frog. Mm-hmm. If you had to actually reread the issues and seriously consider whether they were good, that's just different, right? But yeah. you have the memory, yes. right? And just let yeah. it, just let it tint rose. 
I think that's an excellent frame to put it in, Rory. I think a lot of people just remember like the two or three things that are really fucking cool about it and really funny. And they're like, ah, he was a frog and he fought other <laughs> frogs. But there's like 30 other pages. Yeah. yeah. And I do believe they've brought on one or two occasions the frog Thor thing back with modern writers and artists. I've never read any of that. I don't know if it's any good, but yeah. So you kill frog Thor, Shane? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Well, then, then <laughs> tell me. Then tell so me the rest. Scary. It's so scary to think about having a six foot six frog in your house, like <laughs> jumping around, running into stuff. Like its big tongue just like laying on the floor, and you have to like get, step over it to go to work. Like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like in this in this situation, he's this like deadbeat house husband. <laughs> I guess I'm off to work again because only one of us has a job. Yeah, only one of us is paying for the flies in this house. (laughs) I need to say in a thick Norwegian accent that he's not a citizen. (laughs) They don't let me. I mm, mm, stop making that sound while you think about him. I Mm. I'm not thinking about him. I'm thinking of the situation. Um, Mm. So it. It has been my experience, and I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, that a lot of men in the military like to be bottoms. Um, and uh-huh, okay. I just wanted I just want to say that I appreciate that that they take one for their country. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to jail. I'm gonna go to jail. I'm gonna get killed. Um, I'm saving yeah, I'm, America. I yeah, I marry him. I marry him and I invade his foreign lands. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> and I, I have one. You gotta take spooky... the you gotta take the sub. You got to take the submarine to Fallujah. Yeah, I take one. I take one Jesus spooky, spooky night with death strike. <laughs> <laughs> Rory. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of military things that can be sex things i like (laughs) oh fuck me yeah yeah i have one night with death strike also yeah no i i understand i understand um it's very upsetting what you said all of it but i understand it i didn't uh, say the pollution thing (laughs) (laughs) no no, you didn't. <laughs> okay, that's that's gonna go ahead and have to be have to be it. We gotta we gotta leave. Uh, it's it's been a delightful issue number seventy three with you. Thanks for seventy three ing with me, boys. Oh, <laughs> that's a new sex move that no one knows about yet. It's four more than sixty nine. What do you think that means? It's where a crazed patriot enters your Fallujah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Fallujah on your butt. Stop! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> you can't see this! We gotta go! Goodbye! <laughs> Huh? <laughs>
I don't know. We're getting any new listeners this week. 